0: All right, welcome everybody to the Romero Records podcast. Today we have on my wife, Rachel. How's it going, Rachel?
1: It's doing, it's, it's going pretty good. It's
0: doing, instead <laughs> it's, of going, huh? It's
1: doing great. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing All right.
0: pretty good. Um, so yeah, today we wanted to talk about basically uh, couples and, oh, speaking of that, so for our podcast uh, with Rachel, I was thinking about doing like a series, so y'all gonna have to let me know if y'all be interested in that. Um... You might have listened to Tom Bilyeu. Uh Him and his wife have like a series. I forgot. Uh, what was it called? Theory? Relationship theory or something like that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they, they've they got like a series of podcasts where they talk about like relationships or stuff like that. But I was thinking about doing that with Rachel. But, um, you know, just talk about relationships and, and all sorts of stuff. Because to me, there's a lot of people who... Talk about relationships, but they don't like go in depth. And that's something that I really felt like uh, me and Rachel do quite a bit. And an honest opinion uh, from us would be, I think, a very beneficial way for people to get involved into the podcast. So, yeah, you all gonna have to let us know and we will definitely get down to that. But today's podcast, it is going to be about couples and having a child, that first, that first kid, man, I know I've got a, I've got a good bit of friends that are on their first and or second kid. And that's a crazy step. That's a step, man. First you get married and then you, then you bring another person into the world. I think it's kind of, kind of crazy, but, um, we are not at that step.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we
0: are yet. not there yet. Yeah, Parents
1: keep asking.
0: <laughs> yeah. My mom has hassled me about it. And um, which is something that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about how pressure uh, from other people Mm -hmm. makes you think that you need to have a kid at the moment. And then also how it affects you, how it affects you to, I guess, have that kid and to be in that moment with the person that you're with, because it's it's a weird situation. You know, you, you have your life going and you're doing what you want to do. And then it's also the person that you're with you know what they want to do. And then you're deciding to bring a whole new human being into the mix. And that's, that's a really crazy step. So one thing I really wanted to do was just uh, talk about how, um, how we're going about it, me and Rachel, and then also talk about how, what we've experienced with our friends and you uh, you know, People that we know how they went about having their first kid and how it's affected their lives. So uh, first things first, I just want Rachel to talk about how how she has encountered her friends or experienced her friends having their first kid and give a little info on how she thinks that that has affected their lives.
1: So personally, um, I've witnessed a few friends in high school have children. I don't know if they stayed with their significant other. Probably not. That's one thing that when you have kids as a young person, it's, it's something that if it's not stuck to you, you're like, I don't need that kind of thing in my life. Yeah. I think there was one 16-year-old boy in high school that was like, I have a kid And I've had him since I was 15 and I got to get diapers, you know? And I was like, that's crazy. (laughs) I mean, like I'm a senior. You're like, what a freshman? (laughs) That's crazy. Um, And I feel like the woman definitely has a little bit more of an upstanding role when you're younger because that child is either stuck to you or you have to decide, do you want to give it up? Um, and that's a huge decision. It makes you look at life differently. Um, so you gotta either grow up fast or just put it to the side. Yeah. You know, and that's that's rough. That's really rough. So and I do um I do believe in like, you know, pro choice and things like that. So if you are one that doesn't feel like,
0: which that's a whole another topic, the the abortion, <laughs> yeah. the people who are yeah. against abortion, the people who are yeah. uh, you know pro-choice. That's that's we might cover that another time. But mm. go go ahead. Sorry, I just had to bring that up.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was just, I'm just saying, like it, no matter what the situation, it's just going to be a big deal. Like, what did you feel like when you were a kid and you were like, I'm gonna grow up and have kids at? What age? Like, did you feel like you needed to have kids? Did you feel like you wanted kids?
0: Yeah, I always thought I was going to be married with like two or three kids by the time I was 25.
1: (laughs) See, I thought 25. Yeah,
0: 25 (laughs) is like the magic age. You're, You're, you know, quarter of a century into life and you're, man, this is it. I've... I've got a wife, you know, I've
1: probably be out of college. I've, yeah,
0: I've got three kids. Like I'm good. Got
1: my career. I'm
0: making, yeah, I'm making <laughs> hella money. Money's just falling from the ceiling. I can't handle it. That that's what you think. I and traveled
1: then, so much.
0: Yeah. You've traveled the entire world by the yeah. time you've hit 25. Yeah. Uh, you've, Cure the, um, you've made the cure for cancer. Like everything has happened by 25 and it doesn't work out that way. No. And, and that's a, and that's a big topic of, of having a kid in the first place is where have you actually reached that point in your life? Like, what do you think is the right time to have that first kid? Because You know, every when you're in high school, you know you have these aspirations of I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to travel, I'm going to go here for college and stuff like that. But then, boom, life hits, and you're like, "Well, I didn't do this, and I can't do that because now I've got a kid." And Mm -hmm. which a lot of people, you know, you don't want to have a negative connotation to having a kid because sometimes people, um, you know, if they think about having like, "Oh, so and so is pregnant," you're like. Oh, no. (laughs) But it's supposed to be a good thing. It's supposed to be, hey, you know, you're having kids. It's supposed to be great. And, you know, a lot of times people will say stuff like, um, you know, they don't regret, you know, having their kid and stuff like that. But it shouldn't even be a thought in the first place. Like, even though I had my kid young, you know, I don't regret it. Like, that shouldn't even be a thought in the first place. The
1: thing I hear most times when people ask me about kids, it's not a... They ask me, you know, when are you thinking about having kids? Mm. Or do you want kids? Which is a nice thing to hear nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Um, and typically, I give the answer of, well, right now we're not really trying. And I don't see, I don't really want one right now. Like, yeah. I, I want us. I love us. This yeah. is great. And I would love like to explore us. And I want to see where us can go. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's something that when I say, express that to them, they're like, yeah, you know, I, I had kids young and I, I do wish I would have taken my time, um, and did my thing. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they're like, you know, do your thing, do your thing. But at first they're always asking. And I do have friends that are like, I'm ready for kids. I've been trying. Um, and I just think that's I just think that's so much. I don't know. I love, I love dogs. Those are like babies. So, um, which
0: that's, that's another thing. Like, so I just posted on Instagram, you know, a video of me and RJ hanging out on the couch and that's like our kid. Yeah. That's our step one of after getting married, We we have a dog. We have an animal who we have to. Oh shoot! We have an animal that we have to take care of. So that's another living person. My back is itching. I have no idea. There was a mosquito. Was um, it really buzzing around you? Oh my
1: god! That's he probably got you a few times.
0: Oh my god! Anyways, so (laughs) it was gonna be like now now always every time I itch I feel like there's something. (laughs) That's like, there's like a huge, like tarantula, like over my head. I just
1: like, like that. Oh no, you're good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you're yeah good. There's nothing
0: up there. <laughs> but yeah. So, um, bringing the animal into your, your family is something that's, you know, a, that could be a step one. If you, you know, say you're a little scared, you know, uh, you're a young couple and you're thinking about having a kid, but you're not sure if you want to have a kid or not. Get an animal that will tell you (laughs) if you can even handle a kid, because some people, they think they're ready, but they they don't even realize what the challenges of having a kid brings. Um, You know, things so many things will change like as far as your schedule, uh, your work life, your love life, uh, Your your senses. Yeah, your 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 senses. Yeah, like oh. your
1: your daddy and mommy senses. Like oh. you know those videos like, smell where... or <laughs>
0: well, well, yeah, Women women become so. like superhumans when whenever... <laughs>
1: <But laughs> <You> like... cooking <laughs> <laughs> No, like that dad that dad thing where um you see those dads where the kids like walking behind them and then trips and falls and almost hits their face on this really oh, sharp yeah. object and they yeah. just they're not even looking. They're yeah. not even looking at their kid that's walking behind him and they just whoop Yeah. Caught him. Or they just Not even looking and the the kid flies by and he just catches, catches. (laughs) Like your senses change as a human being. I feel like, and that's something that probably kicks in when you have your kid. Like there's a lot of people, I've also heard stories of, I didn't really know if I was ready until the child was here. Mm -hmm. And then, so I think that changes a lot, a lot too. And like, other than the friends I know that are like, I'm ready right now. You know, other people that don't know if they're ready. Once that happens, they're like. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good now. I have all that going on.
0: Yeah. Um, one thing I did want to bring up was also, so we were talking about like the, the pro-choice and um, I was bringing up just people not maybe even, or I was thinking about people even not being able to have a kid because mm-hmm. um, one time my friend Hannah, uh, she on Twitter, she had posted something about uh, people, I think she said she felt awkward or it might feel awkward asking people if they, if they even can have a kid or something like that, you know, like when are you going to have a kid or, you know, something like that. That's I, I, I told her a certain question that I like to ask people, which I even forgot what I said. It had something to do with like making sure that you tailor the question to not so much asking like, when are you having your kid? But, uh, Oh, I think I said, do you plan on having a kid? because that's that's a bit of a different question than like you know when are you having kids because when is insinuating that you
1: like that you can
0: you, yeah, that yeah. you're assuming that the people can have kids. So if they if you I guess tailor the question to maybe if they can't have kids, you ask the question, do you plan on having kids? because if they plan on it, but they can't, they can still answer that question. Mm. But if they didn't plan on it, or if they, yeah, if they did plan on it and they can, then they can still answer that question. Or if they didn't plan on it at all, that gives a little uh, extra to that question. Because, like, whoa. We didn't even plan on having kids. So that's something you can talk about. So I think it's definitely something, um, you know, how you ask people, a young couple or even, you know, even if it's the older couple and they haven't had a kid yet, um, what they plan on doing. And it's, you know, it's it's something that people I guess they don't really think about. As I said, you know, I think the American way is, you know, you date, you get engaged you get married and then it's that either, you know, buy a house or um have a kid and it's, it's just steps that we tend to take.
1: See, what I usually ask is what are your goals? Mm-hmm. What do you uh, uh, what do you plan what do you plan on doing in your career and things like that because I don't really just assume uh the kid situation um or, and then goals, I mean, that just kind of says, you know, I, I plan on getting better in my career or I plan on switching careers or I plan on taking my career mobile and then having kids, settling down, like that usually comes up if that's in the situation. So I feel like answering or asking a, a more common based question, you get a little bit more of that person instead of like just the child subject, mm-hmm. you know what I mean?
0: Which the TED talk that we were listening to earlier, the woman brought that up. She was just talking about how that shouldn't even be a thing is um, assuming that people are going to have a kid. You know, it's, it's the assumption that that is what their next step is in life and that is who they are. But she was talking about how you don't just think of women as childbearers. And then because if you think of women as childbearers, then that's something that you're you're giving an end to what a woman is. You're saying once she's done having kids, then it's almost like she's useless. And that's a that's a terrible way to think about a woman, because I think women, number one, I don't think that they get credit for what they're capable of. Women have so many um, things that they can offer to earth that i don't think people really understand like NASA. What, yeah like what's that movie
1: um <laughs> i just know the chicks in nasa and she's she's got this like giant pile of books and she's like yeah, this is
0: my book. yeah. Uh, oh yeah Nilda tyson always yeah. posts about that he picture about i'm thinking about that wow what is that movie it's all the black chicks <laughs> and yeah. the women yeah, from NASA.
1: yeah i don't
0: i don't remember uh, Somebody probably knows what I'm talking about. I, I'll probably I'll probably think of it later, but um, yeah, like I, the fact that we always think about um, women in that role of you know giving birth, especially nowadays when we got people switching genders and you know oh, men, men are having babies apparently now. So it's I mean it's wild, but <laughs> crazy. but yeah, it's it's a crazy way to think. Again, as I've said this for the 30th time about. The steps that we feel that happened in relationship going from the dating to the engagement to the marriage to the to the having the child. It's something that um, I think people need to just be aware of as far as what people are actually capable of in their relationship. Uh, first off, uh, another thing that that woman was talking about in that TED talk um, is actually I probably put a, a link to the Ted talk in on YouTube, but the woman was talking about the difference in the, a vasectomy and a hysterectomy as far as the number of, um, cases that it actually happens. So I was Googling how many hysterectomies women have, have, have had. And it said that 20 million women have had a hysterectomy. Uh, by the way, hysterectomy, tubes tied. Same thing. Um, I, I'm pretty sure it's the same thing. <laughs> uh, vasectomy, all right, for the men not trying to have kids, the number was at 50 million. So that's a 30 million difference between females and males. That's absolutely, that's crazy. 30 million people difference from having that. So, To me, it sounds the way that she was talking about the TED TED talk and the way that number differentiates, it sounds like either women, I don't think women just don't want to do it. I think from what she was sounding that TED talk, I think it's more of women either being scared to admit that they want it or... That, you know, they're being denied from the from what she was talking about.
1: Well, think about, like, the doctors <laughs> that you see in the doctor's office. They're usually, most of them, usually older. Yeah. So, maybe born in the like, 1960s, 50s, something like that. Women were looked at a little bit differently. They were typically the stay-at-home mom. You know, the dinner's ready. And I feel like there's a lot of older men and maybe even like off of the Jubilee that we watched, um, the Jubilee episode where the guy was like, I believe in strong morals and I believe in being the bread maker
0: yeah, uh, yeah. for
1: my family. He still views women's th- women as that way as well. So it's all around us. Uh, so it's just, it's very, a very common thought I feel like, and it could become, um, i train of thought. <laughs> I just want to say that, uh, there are older doctors and I feel like that's something that we're growing out of. Mm -hmm. So there may be only you say 20 million hysterectomies now. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like with the, um, common thought it's, it's going to change pretty soon. And then another thing that I would like to say on top of, um, as far as childbearing and if you don't want to have a kid, uh, you could also adopt a child. There's at least a hundred thousand kids, I think, a year.
0: Yeah, it was, it was. I think it was like way higher than that.
1: It's over a hundred thousand. But I'm just saying yeah. as a hundred thousand.
0: I want to say she said five hundred thousand.
1: Mm.
0: I could be off. <laughs> I could be off. It could <laughs> be a hundred thousand. I don't like, know. But I'd
1: feel like I'd around a hundred thousand, and that um, that just seems like a lot of
0: kids. No, was she talking that, about America? Was it America? Yeah. Yeah, in, in the child it care system. It could be 100,000.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking 100,000. But that's just kids that don't have parents, that their parents have either given them up or died. Yeah. You know, in some horrific accident or during childbirth. Mm-hmm. Some, some people just aren't built for children and they should have the choice to not have kids. Yeah. So it's, it's just, I, in, in my opinion, when I first started thinking about kids, Past childhood, and I was a free thinker. Um, I was like, I want to adopt kids. I see all these movies where kids don't have parents, and I'm like, why? <sighs> There's so many people out here. Yeah. Like, there's plenty of parents for this yeah. for this kid. You don't need just one kid either. Like you can adopt it, many kids. The
0: process of adopting is insane. Yeah. I've heard it's terrible.
1: My parents almost did it.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Um, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, they almost did it. I remember seeing all the papers on the table and I was like, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs>
0: They're trying to give you up and get a new one. They're trying. They're trying to trade you. Hey, that's wild.
1: <laughs> a kid is going to come out of this paper. <laughs> like, but yeah, that's just that's just something that I've always thought about. It's just it's not really something that you even have to be worried about. Um, think about the other kids. Think about the kids yeah. that are going hungry yeah. in other countries. Visit another country and grab one of those children. You know, just like one of those dogs. There's a lot of starving dogs in other countries too. So. Yeah.
0: I mean, even with so uh, bringing that up, it's what's a adopt, don't shop is yeah. what a lot of people talk about for for animals is basically the it's saying don't buy your animal from somebody, uh, adopt an animal from an animal shelter because that animal is alive and well and it needs a home. Uh, the people who are shopping for an animal, they're they're looking for somebody to breed an animal and they're saying, hey, I'll pay you this money if you can make me some puppies. So basically the adopt don't shop is trying to get people not to create more animals is to, or not, not to, um, what's it called? Not to advocate for people who are, you know, creating animals and to, for that process. A lot of people make a lot of money off that. We follow the MVP bullies and they put a ton of money into the, into their animals because they're constantly breeding those large pit bulls. But I'm not saying what they're doing is wrong by any means, but there's a lot of animals that need help. There's lots of dog. We see the, the dogs on the, the dodo mm-hmm. where it's like mountains of dogs that yes. are just lost and strays and they don't have homes and they're, and they're breeding with each other, so there's puppies running everywhere, and they're just lost and don't have a home.
1: And then there's backyard breeders. I mean, there's yeah. people that are trying to make a quick buck off of puppies, and that's just... Uh, that is something that um, my family used to breed a lot of dogs mm-hmm. in general, and... um Finally got them to see that it's not that good of an investment when they eat your walls. (laughs) So, so, and that's just something that you have the backyard breeders, you have the professional breeders, you have puppy mills, you have pet shops, and they're all trying to breed dogs. And then you have stray dogs. Well, there's so many different areas where you can find a dog. That's why I'm always for going into centers to find a dog, even if it's an older dog. I mean... It's just looking for a home, a place to sleep. And
0: and I think a lot of people will find it weird if you talked about humans that way. If you started telling people, don't have a kid, just adopt a kid. I think people would be like, what? What are you talking about?
1: A kid's going to be diseased. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Some kind of crazy eye. It's not
0: not my kid. Like, okay, so what? Still a family. Isn't that the purpose? To have a family? Even if it's not your DNA, like, okay. Sorry. (laughs) Exactly. You can still grow that kid. You can still
1: teach them morals.
0: Yeah.
1: You can teach them how to live under your roof. I'm sure that they would love to have a family of their own.
0: Yeah. Which me and Rachel, like we, so we were listening to the Tom Bilyeu podcast and him and his wife, uh, they decided not to have kids. I think they're in their late thirties, early forties, uh, maybe even mid, mid forties. But they talked about how they just decided that they don't want to have kids. And he said, well, both of them decided that because of their lifestyle, they're very, very busy people. They are constantly on the move doing stuff. And they said that a child would be very inconvenient for their lifestyle. And so me and Rachel have not, um, made, I guess like that 100% sure we're having a child, but that is the direction that we're going is we want to have a kid, but I think it is, I think, I think it just takes time for people to understand what really that entails, what, what it really entails that having that kid, um, the things that are going to change, as I said, uh, people will talk about their their personalities will change, especially for the woman, because her hormones will definitely be up and down, up and down. And she'll be going all over the place because she just literally gave birth to another human being. So it's completely understandable. So being able to to just deal with that and to cope with bringing someone else into this world is definitely a big deal. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is just. I want to make sure people understand that if you are a young couple and you are thinking about having that first kid, do not feel pressured by other people. If you see other people, uh, you know, on social media, on their Facebook, on their Instagram, talking about how, you know, how much they love their kid. Cool. Don't get baby fever. That is the most contagious Worst disease you can get is baby fever because it is an emotional thing is absolutely emotional and you might feel like you uh, just got to do it. But think about it. Wait is it's never. It's never too. Uh, it's never bad to think. Uh, too much about having a kid, because what you're doing is you're preparing yourself uh, mentally and physically for a huge decision in your life. So uh, whenever you are thinking about this, make sure you think about it as much as possible. Ladies, if you want to get a hysterectomy, get it. Don't have a kid. Try to. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Try as hard as you can and just adopt adopt a child you're saving somebody else's life you're not saving your life if you create one you're just creating one but if you're adopting you can definitely save somebody else's life and you you have no idea how much that's going to mean to that kid and uh fellas if you want to get a vasectomy get a vasectomy and just don't have a kid it's phenomenal birth control it's <laughs> uh, ladies if you're tired of taking that pill or you got that patch or whatever a
1: lot of the ladies definitely have issues with taking pills like uh, they gain weight or they get pimples. Yeah. They have problems with their menstrual cycle even after they start taking it. Uh, their hormones get out of whack even on the pill. There's just so many issues that can come up even with birth control. And that's why a lot of women want to do the hysterectomy.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, that pretty much wraps up this podcast. Uh, Thank you for tuning in And we will continue to do these Uh, As you can see we got a different venue Uh, We are at our house Actually, Uh, I know this looks like The Library of Alexandria But it is not, this is the Henderson home and we will Start probably doing them just like this Until uh, maybe we change Something up, we might get a table And do it like we did in uh, Milwaukee But uh, I want to thank Rachel For doing this, I first didn't think We could do this because Rachel is Sometimes pretty hot tempered with some <laughs> stuff, but.
1: Yeah, yeah. I get it from my parents. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right then. Uh, thank you for everybody tuning in and see you next time.